It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again with Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good. It's WWE Talk, baby. What's yes, up? Sir. And it's also the WWE Talk that we preview Extreme Rules. Episode 151. How you doing? That's right. We are now on the road to 200. Yes, nice. can't wait, dude. I can't wait either. I'm 100 away from 250, a quarter of a thousand. We're getting there. Yes, sir. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep having fun and keep coming to you guys with news and, and, and good stuff. So. All right. So let's start off with the latest controversy surrounding Ric Flair. Oh, man. Let's do it. So if anybody has noticed that there's been a documentary series called The Dark Side of the Ring, um, and recently premiered an episode that featured the plane ride from hell back in 2002 when a flight attendant now has come out and has allegedly accused Ric Flair of sexual assault. Um, in the, which Ric Flair in a couple statements has vehemently denied allegation, the allegations of sexual assault, though he does admit he did do the quote-unquote helicopter move on the plane but actually did not make any sexual advances towards any stewardess or flight attendant on the uh, plane ride itself. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Ric Flair? Boy, man, everything going on right now, That's it's it's really hard and it sucks because not only he is in trouble, Tommy Dreamer is in trouble too mm-hmm. for some of his comments on there. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a touchy subject, but I also think too that we live in a society nowadays where we are guilty until proven innocent anymore. Yeah. And uh, this this just isn't right. Um, I think it was I think it was done as a ploy for um, 
for ratings, for controversy, um, for the sole fact that, you know, somebody had just recently um, got released from WWE. This seems kind of fishy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's also interesting is if we all recall that there was a ESPN 30 for 30 on the life of Ric Flair, which include a lot of his, even his early life allegations, well, not just allegations, but actual happenings where he's committed adultery and stuff, and it ruined a lot of his relationships with not only his family, but his ex-wife, of course, and then his um, own, um, you know, uh, compadres in the business. And none of this, though, was brought up. Yeah. In the documentary about a sexual allegation stemming from the plane ride from hell, um, the plane ride from hell was momentarily mentioned in the uh, documentary from ESPN and the Thirty for Thirty, but that was it. There was no no allegations brought up, so that just seems odd that this documentary comes out and it's got a more seated hatred towards what happened that night and Ric Flair specifically. Yeah, I think it was somebody trying to stir up some uh, controversy, and that's exactly what they got. And now, you know, you've got a man's reputation and, you know, his whole legacy on the line because Mm -hmm. of a couple of comments that may have been or may not have been true. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens. And as of right now, reports are that AEW is probably going to stay away from Ric Flair. Uh, what what I'm really irritated about is they're trying to erase Ric Flair from everything. Yeah, they're without WWE's. even without even there being real actual proof. Yeah, WWE has already removed the woo from their opening segments of videos introducing Raw and SmackDown. His uh, image likeness has been removed from the highlight reel that also follows suit from the woo. It's been replaced by the Ultimate Warrior footage. Um, his merchandise page has been removed from the WWE shop and pretty much any mention of Ric Flair has been scrubbed other than, of course, anything that has to do with Flair as when it comes to Charlotte. What really irritates me is, you know, not only that, but now it's like, oh, I'm so mad about this, dude. This isn't right what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I mean, you're... I have a hard time believing that this is a problem all of a sudden. Like we said, we talked about the we just talked about the thirty for thirty. Yeah. Why didn't this come out with the thirty for thirty? Yeah. This easily could have came out then. When he wasn't What I've noticed about the dark side of wrestling, that documentary, mm-hmm. is they're always trying to down downgrade people. Yeah. And try and throw the throw real dirt like really bad dirt on people. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I think this show needs to be looked at and uh, fact-checked. Yeah, get the Facebook fact-checkers on that. <laughs> um, because Right. Because uh, this is just... It's not good. You're, you're messing with people's legacies. I mean, even Tommy Dreamer, dude. Yeah. For and just comments he made, you know? Yeah. And now he's suspended by Impact for a while. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes, um, you know... And it's going to be interesting in the fact, too, because there's a good portion of even Charlotte's early career involves her father. Yeah. So how are you going to basically keep Ric Flair's name and stuff off programming? What I, what I don't get either is, I mean, Ric Flair and Triple H, what, real close? Yeah, they're supposed to be best friends. 
I mean, I just don't. Flair is Triple H's mentor. I just don't understand, like. I don't know either, dude. The quick jump on this, dude. I mean, I understand trying to back off the subject, maybe not say anything at all, maybe kind of leave things the way they are. But you're pretty much trying to wipe him out of existence from your company when he helped build wrestling. Mm-hmm. He helped build it. Yeah. You don't have the wrestling that you have today without Ric Flair. He's one of the many pillars of the wrestling industry. Yeah. All right. So we'll see what happens. All right. So uh, are we ready to finish up our uh, five guys who need to either, well, either retire in their prime or hang on too long? Yeah, let's go. So we're going to do the WWE side of this one now. Starting with hanging on too long, the game, Triple H. Because of his role within the company and the fact that he's a genuine star power, Triple H will likely hang on too long before retiring. Unless his recent health scare is going to force retirement, the chances are that fans will see the game back in the ring again someday. WWE knows they can rely on him if needed when sales are down or there's a lack of big stars on a major pay-per-view. What the heck? This thing just... Closed out. Why did this do this to me? One thing I was like, sorry guys, technical difficulty. Technical difficulties. It just backed itself out from the article. Come on. Sorry. Anyways, okay. Got it back. Jeez. All right. Um, they know they can rely on him on for a major pay per view. Uh, that is why he'll probably wrestle for much longer, just as Vince, Vince McMahon did during his own wrestling career. So, Cooper, your thoughts? Um, I don't know. Um, like I like Triple H, and he used to be a very good draw, but nowadays I think he's more of a mentor to people, and uh, he's he's on the business aspect of everything. So, um, if he retired now because of his heart condition, I would not blame him, and I would not take anything away from him because he's the game, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, technically. I think he's technically semi-retired as it is anyways. Yeah. Because 2020 was a whole entire year. He didn't even wrestle even in house shows. And so far in 2021, as we're closing out the year, I don't think he's wrestled even a house show in 2021 either. Prior to his heart issue that he just had surgery on. Now, most likely, this will keep him out. There'll be two consecutive years we haven't even heard about um, Triple H even wrestling house shows. Yeah, so I mean... So I'm kind of like, are we... Why is he even included in this list, really? I mean, it's like... I mean... I mean, I, I get it. Because wrestlers are, wrestlers are the, the type of people that... If they can get in there when they're 70 or 80 years old and still take a bump, they're going to. Right. Because it's just once it's there, it's there, dude. So. And honestly, I don't know. Triple H... Is he the type of wrestler that wants the Swang Song WrestleMania match like everybody else, or do you think he's just going to go ahead and because he's already got a role in the company? I don't think he has anything to prove. Yeah, uh, to be honest. I mean, it might be fun to see him and Orton one more time at WrestleMania and have Orton put him down. Yeah, that would be good. But other than that, I really don't see a a match that you could say, "Well, let's get him back for," because nothing's really there anymore all the he's basically the last true legend of the old era still in the technically yeah. i guess saying in the ring um in wwe anyways obviously there's still some yeah. in, in uh, aew but i'm just saying 
from Triple H's aspect with WWE. Yeah, he's like the the last of the Attitude Era. I mean, if you want to be honest. Yeah. So, honestly, I just don't see it unless... The only thing I can think of, and I don't think it will work out because I just don't see him coming back to do it, is maybe technically The Undertaker bringing him and putting him in retirement. I don't know, though. I don't I just, know. Uh, the Undertaker seems... He seems content. Seems content. Um, being out. But you never know with these guys. They always yeah. get that itch after a while. So Yeah, I mean, it, we're talking about someone who hasn't wrestled since the previous WrestleMania. And even that was the theatrical style of a WrestleMania because of the pandemic. So it's kind of like... You didn't really wrestle, wrestle with AJ Styles at that one, and it's supposed to be your last, but at the same time... Yeah. You haven't wrestled, so your body's going to feel pretty good here soon. You're going to be like, maybe I can do one more. And triple and putting down Triple H's career, technically, wouldn't be such a bad way to have my, la- my last match, too. Maybe. maybe bringing Triple H's soul. Or maybe Randy Orton versus The Undertaker. Well, I was talking about that, but yeah, we're getting ready to do Randy Orton now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, retiring in their prime, Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a beloved professional wrestler, and he's no, and he's nowhere near to the point of having to retire. However, the Viper will likely call it quits when he's still able to perform at a great level. Orton has already gone down a few, to a fewer date in terms of live events, mainly because he's wanting more time at home. Considering how much of a family man he's become over the years, he will not want to miss out on extra time with the family uh, just to wrestle, especially since he's already done everything. Orton has also stated in his past his wife will tell him when he's starting to not look himself in the ring, meaning he should call <laughs> call time when he's uh, while he can still compete. Uh, that's that's fair, fair, fair guess right there. Um, I mean, you know, it's Randy Orton, and I honestly think Randy Orton hey, should have retired a couple of years ago, but that's that's just me. I mean, I don't really, because I'm not seeing Randy Orton at the level Randy Orton was at when we seen Randy Orton versus John Cena, or when he was a legend killer, or any of that, dude. He's he's kind of slowed down a lot, and I mean, yes, he did come back for that little bit of a title run, but it's... Ever since then, we haven't really seen much. I mean, I know he's doing his RK Bro thing now, but, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Randy Orton, I mean, but he's still got it, though. That's the thing, too. He still does have it. It's just not at that level that it used to be. Yeah, and even, like, uh, that, that uh, you know, um, False Count Anywhere match what he had with Edge was. Yeah. There was points where even Orton looked like he wasn't ready for that match. Yeah. It was just kind of awkward until we got to the climax of it then they both started to actually look good in it but there was points where not only did Edge look like he wasn't ready for the match Orton himself didn't look like he was quite ready for that match and it kind of was like oh it was a good match but if they were both ready for it it would have been great yeah unfortunately so uh where this is why I kind of think this is probably maybe I think it would be good for him to possibly do maybe a career versus career match with Triple H at WrestleMania. And even if he were to win and put Triple H down, supposedly, let's go ahead and then have that be his also swan song as well. Yeah. Whether he 
won the match or not. Teacher versus student. That would be uh, that would be the way to go out. Right. All right. Next up, AJ Styles retiring in his prime. AJ Styles still might be the old might be the oldest wrestler on the WWE roster, but there is no denying he's still working at the highest level inside the square circle. AJ can put on an amazing match with anybody, and he still might end up retiring in his prime. When Styles signed the most um, recent contract with WWE, he claimed it would be his last, and he plans to stop wrestling after it. Of course, that could end up not being the case, but it seems like AJ is already mentally prepared to finish his career at the right time. Cooper, your thoughts on AJ Styles? And we'll see what happens with this. I mean, uh, you can't really say AJ Styles is, um, I don't know. You can't say that he's in his prime. I think he knows he's on the back half of his career, mm-hmm. and he's making a smart choice by saying, hey, I'm going to get out of here while the getting's good. Right. Because, uh, you know, you've got them guys that will stick around far too long and, you know, literally hurt themselves to the point where by the time they're done with wrestling, they're in a wheelchair, dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so... I mean, if he can get out of it, well, again's good because I know he's got kids and a family and and things like that. And AJ Styles is—I I respect that man wholeheartedly. I think he's—he's he's one of the best of the best. But uh, yeah, I think he's—he's he's ready to to hang the boots up and find something new to do. And he's got a a little bit worse than some of these guys because he uses a lot of his offense as a high flyer. Yeah. And the harder it gets for you to climb to the top turnbuckle to make a maneuver or use the ropes, uh, ropes, ropes as leverage to do your, you know, phenomenal forearm and stuff like that. It makes it, it starts taking a toll on your body where, cause you can't really continue. Yeah. To he can't that way. do the, the things he used to do earlier in his career. Like say he was when with TNA, when he do the 450 splash. Mm-hmm. And things like that. He doesn't do it very often. Well, when when, when things get tough, he, he finally decides he's going to do it. But yeah. he doesn't do it very often anymore. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, I think a lot of people with with WWE and stuff, they're, they're happy to see him there. But if you watch some of his matches back in, in TNA and all that, you can see where he's... He's kind of declined a bit as far as his in-ring ability, and mm-hmm. I think he he knows that. So he's yeah. he's getting ready to just you know say hey bye guys see ya. But I agree with you. It's not really prime still. He's kind of beyond his. Yeah, prime. he's he's on the back half of his career, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean he's 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 done it all, man. And the dude is. Just, but when he retires, could he still probably give you a five-star match on occasion? Probably. Yeah. yeah. But. He's not still not going to get it very often, anyways. Now, as he wrestles, so we're still going to see basically three star, four, maybe a four star. I'm gonna match. call something on this though with AJ Styles. What? Eventually, he will make his way to AEW. You think so, huh? I think so, dude. Uh. Um, because you know, it was a big part of New Japan wrestling there for, for a while. It was a big part of the the Bullet Club, and uh, you know, the leader kind of. In that general realm, so, yeah, that's true. You know, it would it would be interesting to see him maybe go over there and uh, make a run for for uh, maybe a Monday Night War. We could see that. So, All right, next up in their prime, Brock Lesnar. 
Lesnar is a very smart businessman and someone who knows when enough is enough. Because of that, is very much expected that when he comes, when it comes time for him to retire, he'll do so by leaving the fans wanting more. The Beast doesn't need money, and considering how much of a private person he is, the fame and attention don't draw him in either. Uh, therefore, as soon as it becomes taxing or hard work, it, like it is for the people in the past their prime, Lesnar will simply call it a day. Uh, I agree with this, because Lesnar is kind of the way Lesnar is in the first place. Lesnar, Lesnar is only around for... He's basically semi-retired. Yeah. He, he's got a contract right now where he's going to show up in eight matches in a year and a half. Yeah. You're... You're you a normal typical superstar does eight matches in a month. Yeah. What are you talking about? Here? <laughs> what are we talking about here? I mean, he's basically retired. I don't even know why we got this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, and I don't. You know, there's fans that love Lesnar. And I mean, God bless you gotta, them. You but... gotta respect him as far as as the things he's done in that ring, and um, you know, as far as. Who he was in the UFC ring, man. I mean, Lesnar has gone through a lot as far as battling cancer and coming back and all that other stuff, too. And, uh, you know, it is what it is with him. But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I agree. He's already semi-retired. There's, there's, uh, he's not really in his prime. He doesn't, he doesn't do some of the stuff that he used to. He can still throw somebody around. He's a big dude. Yeah. But as far as, you know, like, say, him and Paul White, if him and Paul White went at it again, I don't know if he could... Could you think he could really toss him around still? I don't know. I mean, not really, no. Yeah. Where, and see, though, that's the thing, like I said, about a big guy, though, that doesn't rely on aerial acrobats to... You can still... You know, use shoulder tackles. You can still suplex somebody. You oh, but back in the day when he was when he was younger, he did do some aerial stuff and was phenomenal at it. So I mean, that's you know, but I mean, but he did, he would do that just to kind of to all the crowd, all the crowd, and catch catch his opponent off ground because he's a ground guy. Yeah. He's a, he wants to he's wrestle. A ground and pound, beat your ass till he's done. And yeah. But he, occasionally he'll get a little cray-cray and want to do something to give the fans a little bit of a thrill and, you know, a surprise to the opponent. You know, occasionally, we've seen him do it. We've seen him go to the top rope for an old, for a uh, humongous F5 off the top rope. And yeah. I think they, what they call it, the Avalanche F5 yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, obviously he can still do that on occasion. But, I mean, it's not his forte where, like, AJ Styles, that's basically... His forte is his whole thing is to be quick and agile and get up high and come crashing down on you. Yeah. Whereas it's basically because of his wrestling background from college, that is Lesnar's whole, basically his whole offense. Yeah. It's at least 90% of his offense, if not 95, where he's going to wrestle you like he would in college, except it's WWE, so it's a little bit more extreme than you do in college. But, but basically it's the same aspects is basically his ground and pound and finally chris's former favorite <laughs> hanging on too long goldberg in-ring competition has never been a strong suit for goldberg as he is one of the best as not 
as he is not one of the best wrestlers of all time. That is something that has been cleared as he's gotten older with poor matches against the likes of The Fiend and Undertaker, hurting his legacy even further. However, the former WCW star still continues to appear on a regular basis and clearly shows no signs of slowing down when it comes to his wrestling career. Sorry, It would be wise if he called it a day soon in order to protect what's left of his legacy, but Goldberg is likely to hang on for a little too long. He's already hanging on too long. What are we talking about in this one? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Goldberg, I respect him, and I respect his his legacy. Um, I, I don't agree with that, that article full-heartedly when they say he's not one of the most talented around because I really do think that uh, Goldberg was a big dude, and he could beat the hell out of some people back in the day. And if we're talking about Goldberg, you know, 2000s on up, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if we're talking about Goldberg in like 98 till the early 2000s, he was a beast, dude. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think people forget, and I know I get it, okay? He was was kind of the guy to go in there and do three or four moves, but he was huge. Yeah, he is huge. It's the same thing with Lesnar. Lesnar could take on smaller guys and do three or four moves and it'd be done. Yeah. It's when he t- faces actually talented wrestlers with the Where wrestling. he's got to go for a long period of time. Exactly. It's when it becomes more of an actual match. And sometimes Lesnar gets a little overzealous and takes it too far. We've seen that with Randy Orton. Yeah. And stuff. But I'm just saying it's just the matter of the fact that. But we're already talking. This one's just too late. He's already gone too long. I understood the pop of wanting to do this in front of your son because he's never seen you wrestle in person. But then you went and did it again. Yeah, doing it again was just, what are we doing? It's yeah. over, man. I, I love Goldberg, we've but... We've seen this storyline, like... Yeah, so what are we doing here? We're just doing it because WWE needs the pop, I guess. and it's But it's redundant, and it's done. Let's move on. Let's it's a call it a day. Goldberg, if you want to stay around and mentor somebody and be their valet and occasionally get uh, a spear in on occasion just to kind of get the crowd oh he speared him fine but actually wrestling and competing and being in a championship match yeah no let's let's call it a day let's call it a day on that yes Uh, and i think they really need to call it a day on letting these legends come back and immediately get a title shot Right. Like jump the line with these guys that are in there working day in, day out yep. to get that title shot. That's just that's not fair to them. And you can say what you want about this, uh, you know, everybody wants a championship type thing. But honestly, if you're working your ass off day in, day out in that company, mm-hmm. you deserve it. Right. So, All right, sir. Let's get into the uh, match card preview for tomorrow night's Extreme Rules. Let's do it, brother. All right. First up on the match card, we have Liv Morgan taking on Miss Carmella. What Um, you got? I would say Carmella on this one only because of experience. Don't get me wrong. Liv Morgan, you are a talent. Mm -hmm. I think you're good. I think you're great. And, you know. I think you're you're on to big things because she's been doing she's been on a roll lately, bro. Yeah. So, um, but I do think experience will will take this one over. Interesting. I actually think the crazy psychoness of Liv Morgan is actually going to be her benefit and actually help her win this match. We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. 
All right, next up, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, taking on the Street Profits. Now, if they didn't have the storyline going on that they do right now. With the bloodline? With the bloodline, I would totally say Street Profits. But they're going to be keeping them the tag team champions for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, it is what it is with this match. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a, a hell of a match because these two tag teams, they, they're the best of the best. Yeah. I, I could see the Street Profits if you want to do a crack in the foundation of the bloodline. Roman gets mad at them, tells them not to even bother helping out with his match uh, later on in the night. And then maybe them almost costing Roman the title later on that night. And uh, putting a crack in the foundation of the bloodline as he moves on to, uh, as we already know, Lesnar. Yeah. And making things interesting. And maybe yeah, Lesnar yeah. able to play mind games that way. Definitely would But make a I, I, probably, I agree with you, though. I think Uso's probably going to end up being the... Mm-hmm. The Usos will retain their championship. But I could see it to kind of add a little spice to that storyline. They don't like to add spice. Please tell them all, bro. No, because we would love to add that spice. We'd be like, let's throw some spice on that. Street Profits with the win. Roman gets pissed. They come out and try to help Roman, but they fuck up and almost cost him the title. He overcomes it, though, and then the... How the now he's doing with their stupid kind of stupidity. I'm not saying they're stupid, but you know wait, wait, their idi- idiocracy move there. And watching his head on a swivel because Brock because the beast yeah. is now haunting him and everything. That be I think that'd be a good line, but you know that's our opinion, not anybody else's. Anyways, next up a triple threat match for the United States Championship: Damian Priest, the t- champion, taking on Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. An actual technically extreme rules match because there's no disqualifications in the triple threat match. So yeah, I think Damian Priest will hold on for the win in this one. Um, it's going to be a really hard fought battle, but I think he will over, overcome and and keep the title. Yeah, the only way I could see Hardy pulling this off is if Priest and Sheamus don't focus on him at, like at all. Yeah, and he snipes it. You know. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. Which is a possibility, but I think you're right. I think Damian Priest will walk out retaining his championship. But it will make things interesting if... Um, oh, it's definitely going to get interesting. I mean, you got Jeff Hardy, you got mm-hmm. Sheamus. Sheamus, is his, he likes to get dirty too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you got Hardy that likes to be extreme, and Damian Priest is Damian Priest. And yeah. he's down for whatever. So Yeah, all guys don't have a problem with getting their hands dirty. So, when it comes to needing to win a, win a title, especially. We've seen Jeff Hardy take things way too <laughs> caution to the wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, whispering to it <laughs> off of weird things. Maybe we'll get to see that this weekend. Nice. That would be nice. It would. All right, next up we have SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on her challenger, Bianca Belair. Cooper. Um, I don't know, man. Um... It's kind of a hard one for me because Bianca was kind of, you know, like steamrolled. And I want to see her get the title back, but I don't know if it's going to happen. 
I don't think it's going to happen, but I think we're going to have a match. I don't think we're yeah. getting a squash in this it one. It ain't going to be a squash. That, that ain't happening. I, I just don't see how you can have Becky Lynch come back from SummerSlam, win the title, and then drop it at the very next pay-per-view. That just seems kind of dumb to me. Yeah. Um, I But, like I said, I don't think it's a squash in any way. I think Bianca's going to actually challenge Becky um, to prove herself as champion. And she, uh, Becky's going to be able. To, I think Becky's going to be able to do it, but it's just going to be. It's going to be a better match than what we got at uh, SummerSlam. Oh yeah. Next up, Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair taking on challenger, the Psycho, Alexa Bliss. This is going to be an interesting match, dude. Uh, but as you and I both know, Charlotte Flair wins matches at pay per views, so especially when the title's on the line. But I mean. I don't know, man. All this controversy going on right now. Uh, could that put her title in and the title run in jeopardy? In jeopardy, I don't know. Okay, if there was no controversy with her father, is it guaranteed, Flair? Yes. You? Okay. Even with a, the controversy or not, I'm actually pulling the upset. I think Alexa's gonna drive her absolutely mad in this match and pull off a victory. Hey, we'll see what happens, bro. Yes, sir. And finally, the match we already know the results for. <laughs> the Universal Championship match. Extreme Rules. Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the big dog, taking on the demon, Finn Bala. Dude, you want to bet on this one? No. I'll, I'll bet $100 right now that Roman's still champion. Right? This is so dumb, dude. Um, why, why are we even? Why are we even talking about this other than to get ourselves all pissed off again? Because you know we already know the results because they stupidly announced the crown jewel event will have Roman and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Before so, this match, why? It, it should have been after the match. I mean, I don't. I don't get this at all. Um, it's gonna be a good match, but. I mean, it's kind of like, I hope it's like the first match of the night because you, you guys have already ruined it for us. Just get it out of the way, please. Yeah, we might as well not have it be main event. Let's get one of the women to main event it. The women's championship. Yes, yes, that would be awesome. Because either one of them, we both think that it's going to be a good match in either way. You know, I would rather see any of those. Honestly, I wouldn't even mind seeing the United States Championship be the main event. You're not going to do it, but it's still, <laughs> right. at least at least we're thinking Priest is going to walk out. But there's still a good chance that Sheamus, or even we said if Jeff's able to snipe it, can walk out as champion. Yeah. But we already know that Roman is going to be champion no matter what freaking happens. So WWE news flash next year. Keep your shit to yourself and don't put it out there for the whole world to see right. before the event even. Because no place. one wants to see no title match between Roman and Lesnar. It's stupid. You're not bringing Lesnar back just to face a titleless big dog. They would have been better to wait to bring Lesnar back after this. After this. Yeah. Instead of at SummerSlam for their pop. Yeah. But we all know why they did it. It's because yeah. CM Punk showed up the night before. Yeah. On Friday night. And I'm sorry, but Becky Lynch uh, kind of... That was enough. That, that was a big enough pop. That was big enough. Because we didn't even know she was back. Yeah. There's been rumors she's been backstage, but 
we never knew when she was actually going to come out. A lot of people thought she was going to be back at WrestleMania when she didn't show up at WrestleMania for a match. Yeah. She was there to support Seth because he was at WrestleMania, but an actual um, match itself when they thought, oh, she'll probably be a surprise there. Nope. So when that happened, a lot of people actually assumed that her surprise was actually going to be a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble match rather than her being at SummerSlam. So that was a big enough pop, honestly. All right, sir. So that's it. That's the whole match. That's card. how we get. That's that's the whole shebang on it. What's up? Of course, they'll probably add another match before we get into the pay per view, and we won't be able to talk about it because it'll already have happened. Yeah. But that's just the way it is. They've We're, always got the kickoff show. We're like, hey, let's throw this in here. How do we not have a WWE title match though? No clue, bro. Big E's not defending the title already at a pay per view. Yeah. A rematch with Bobby Lashley at all? Nothing? Alright, come on. I don't know. I just, this is... I'm glad I don't write for WWE because I would probably be driven insane by my colleagues. Yeah. Unless it was just you and me because we could do it Dead way me. better. Alright. So Maybe we needed to start our own promotion one day. <laughs> sure, let's ask Tony if we can borrow some money. <laughs> and I don't care which Tony you ask. You can ask Con or Antonucci. <laughs> Let's see if your mom's listening now. Right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll be back again tomorrow when we talk about baseball, basketball talk. Tuesday, we'll be back for football, NASCAR talk, baby. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, that yes. one. Little pigs, a little bit of shaking, baking pigskin. Thursday, we have episode four of AEW Talk. I'm looking forward to it because it's getting fun on a bone over at AEW. Can't wait to talk more and more and more. Definitely, bro. And next Saturday, we will have the recap for Extreme Rules, or basically unextreme rules, because you only technically have two matches that can be extreme. One's actually unextreme, and the other one. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Can be extreme. Yeah. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.